Here by the Owl podcast is a podcast for owlets and wise owls alike. Join hosts Nikki Fiddle-Eye-Doll and Brianna Briegel along with rotating owls from across the country as they discuss what it takes to advise from time to time. Our podcast is fueled by the true knowledge from empowering agricultural education instructors and ripen with the wisdom you will never learn in a textbook. Welcome back to another episode of Here by the Owl podcast. Tonight, Nikki and I are excited to tell about two of the wildlife activities that we've been doing in our classes lately. Um, So the first one is kind of a lead into the one that Nikki will be talking about and kind of the way that I am going to be introducing, I guess, the topic to my students. But uh, mine is Habitat Hunters. So it's kind of a spinoff of the greenhouse hunters that I've kind of talked about on this this podcast already earlier on. But essentially what my students are doing is it's kind of based around house hunters. So the students first watched a house hunters episode, um, kind of wrote some information about that episode so we could kind of get in the mindset of what that is. And then I wrote up each or I wrote up different animals on the board that my students could each pick from. And they chose one animal kind of as their um, customer, right? So they're the real estate agent, and then their animal is the one that they're trying to find a habitat or a house for. And now students are kind of in the process, I guess, starting tomorrow. They are researching what different habitats that animal wants. Um, And it's all like wildlife animals, so black bear, um, bison, trying to think of some of the other ones that we have. Um, what are some of the ones? That- fox. Yep, a fox, um, a squirrel, raccoon, raccoon. Yep, elk, deer, moose. Yeah. yeah, so all those different wildlife animals. I mean, you can modify it however you would need to for your class. But um, so now students are researching about what habitat those animals would need, and then they are just like in House Hunters. They're going to create a video that kind of walks through each of those three habitats, um, talks about like, here's what this animal is looking for in a habitat. Here's how this one fits them. Here's how it kind of doesn't. Um, And then at the end, they're going to do the big reveal with which habitat they chose for that animal. And then they're actually doing a model uh, habitat of the animal in a a shoebox with different uh, kind of craft supplies, pipe cleaners, clay, um, hot glue, all that good stuff. So when you do this with your kids, are they just doing the inside of the shoe box? Like, okay, so the shoes go on the inside, but they kind of flip it up so that, that, what am I trying to say? The inside is facing out. Do they decorate the outside of the box, like all around it or, or it's kind of up to them? Yeah, it's up to them. So I'm thinking, you know, with my students in mind, I think some of them are going to be like super detailed kind of over the top and then the other ones are going to be more just kind of on the inside um but yeah i'm kind of giving them a lot of like creative freedom with it how they think that habitat would look like um and using some creativity with you know how they go through that process as well um i am just kind of starting this i started it on thursday and then friday they started researching so i'm like excited your aunt like how do you pick the animals because do your this is an individual you're doing it as an individual project right right so every kid gets a different animal do you have some duplicates for my class every kid gets a different one I only have 10 students in wildlife so um I and I also tried to base them off of 
like that Nikki's going to talk about the activity, but basically the ones that you had chosen for your taxidermy one, because I, you know, better to, you wanted it to tie all together. Right. I wanted to tie all together. I should have done this. I had seen listening to you talk about this. I should have done this. Maybe I'll do it later. Well, so project. Right. And real life, you know, here friends, we, um, I wanted to do the taxidermy thing. I tried ordering the animals from Amazon. Some of them are delayed. So I was like, what am I going to do with this, you know, extra week while I wait for them to get here? So that's kind of why I decided last minute to do the. I think it's such a a nice lead in though. And because I'll talk about how I, I didn't go in depth with habitats, but they did have to know. And so I feel like it just helps them build that foundation. It just, for us, like we jumped back and forth because our rainbow trout came and then we wanted to get into fish. And then we, we, then we jumped back to deer antlers because um, I had got some antlers donated. And so we finally got to use that. And then we made deer feeders and then we jumped back into fish and we're kind of all over the place. And now we're talking taxidermy and then We'll actually jump back to deer because we made a deer feeder and are just collecting photos for that. So we're all over the place. That's okay though. It keeps, it keeps it fun. Um, no, I really like that. And I, I'm imagining the greenhouse hunters, like the, the products that came out of the, that, and I'm just already, I already know I'm going to be blown away by like some of the habitats they create. Um, Right. Do they have to put an animal in there or like are they creating the habitat or do you have to see is the uh, animal actually in there? Yeah, the animal will actually be in there because I want to get like an idea of like, you know, would it be in a tree? Would it be, you know, like where would that animal be um, in their habitat kind of what they're envisioning? But um, I should say too, this is with sophomores through seniors. So um, once again, like they're all about it. They're really excited to do it. And I showed like house hunters on Thursday and they were all like, what does this have to do with wildlife? Like they were trying to guess. And I didn't tell them until the next day. Um, Cause I wanted them to like be thinking like, what do is you the- have? Do you have um, them present in any way to, to kind of like with your greenhouse hunters, they kind of had to have a presentation and they basically had to defend the house or defend the greenhouse they chose and why they chose that design. Do, are they defending that in some way in, in this version? Yeah. So they're doing a video. Um, okay. What, like how house hunters would be. So yeah, they're talking through like, you know, here are the three. Um, here's why it would work for that animal. Here's why it might not be the best um, thing. And I also told them like, they don't have to think just North Dakota, like they can you know, expand out. Maybe they want to talk about habitats and, you know, the South and why wouldn't that work for, you know, deer or whatever they come up with. Um, because we don't have like a ton of diversity in habitats in North Dakota. And we did last week talk about like the four different or the four main, I guess, habitats in North Dakota and like what animals would be in there, like what, what our area is and all of that kind of stuff. And then kind of moved on to the habitat hunters. I like so. that. Yeah. And the show notes, we'll put, we'll put the resources for that. Well, we should also just put greenhouse hunters in there right away too. It's, or it's in a previous episode at this point, what episode that is, I'm not sure. It's- yeah. But 
Right. I did the same thing with Greenhouse Hunters. It was my ideas unlimited. Um, yeah. So we'll put it all in there. So if you're interested, um, such a fun project. And, you know, if, if you're virtual or hybrid and life looks a little different for you, uh, I think there's still a lot of cool things that they have at their home that they could easily um, make a little habitat out of. Um, and right. I want to talk about like one of my favorite, like the first time I did greenhouse hunters in class, like two or three years ago, one of my favorite ones was like the roof was made out of an old, like plastic donut container. So yeah. like, even then when we were in person, like the kids were getting really creative and bringing things from home. So I bet your students would have a lot of really interesting things at home that they could use for it. Oh, too. Yeah. And, and, you know, sometimes pushing them to like be creative like that is always good. So, um, and maybe they don't make, maybe they don't have a shoebox at home. Maybe they have to make it in, I don't know, maybe they cut a Gatorade bottle in half and their habitat is like a mini habitat. I mean, have some fun with it. Um, and I, and just cause it's not going to look like what Brianna's is going to look like cause she's in person is totally okay. So, um, we, we give you full permission to change, uh, and modify and make it work for you. Um, but just share what your kids create. Cause I think that's, that's so fun to just see the creativity of them. But so, yeah. So Brianna started with that and then she's going to lead into this. We have to shout out our friend, William Fritz. He's been on the podcast before. Um, he, he's such a creative thinker. So, you know, there's been times like, that's what I miss about all the in-person FFA activities is because we don't get to see William. And there's been times where we just like the three of us sit and go down rabbit holes of like creative things. Cause we just, Oh, I just, I just love um, how the three of us can think of basically anything and we never think of the same thing, but what is his, I wanted to shout out. What is their, their school page, Brianna? Oh, Cheyenne Valley Career and Technical Center, I think is what it's called. Is it on, are they, he's on, they're, they're on Instagram and Facebook, right? Or just. I don't know about Instagram. I just follow them on. On Facebook. Yeah. Okay. Cheyenne. So S-H-E-Y-E-N-N-E, -N -N -E, Valley Area Career and Technology Center. Um, He posts the coolest things. It's other stuff too, like. Yeah, um, you guys stop what you're doing. Pause this podcast. Go, go like his stuff because he gets so creative. And, and it's just like how I said, like, if you're going to have your kids do something at home and they don't have all the materials, it'll push them to be creative, to find different things. That's what William is, is he's had programs where he's had um, little materials to work with. So that has pushed him to, you know, have fun. And they're just, they're just so fun. So definitely go follow his page because you're just going to be inspired by him. I, I just love it. Cause I love to see what they all post. Um, he's yeah. He's just a good egg teacher. Good job, William. Oh, I'm like the coolest things that I've missed. Yeah, I got lost. I, I got lost talking there cause I was just scrolling through like, he's got a sweet agronomy one. He just posted. I'm telling you, worth the follow. Anyway, so this is his. And thank you, William, for sharing. Um, he shared it with um, on our North Dakota Aga discussion lab page. Uh, and he posts on his on his Facebook. 
And it's just the coolest project. And so I've modified a little bit. I'm going to share how I did it, but this is like all creative credit goes to William because this, this is all his baby. So if all of you out there are like, oh, look at Nikki, another cool project. It really is not me. Um, I just have great friends and I surround myself with great people that share all their cool stuff. So, and I've done greenhouse hunters and it's equally as cool. So do habitat hunters or greenhouse hunters and also do this project that William created. I just basically have the coolest friends. Um, and I'll throw this in the, in the resource folder. Keep in mind, this is the first time I've ever done it. And first time William's done it um, as well. So it was kind of fun. He did it first, then I did it. And so now Brianna's gonna do it. So I'm excited to see just kind of the changes the three of us make as well. But I started with just researching taxidermy. And actually one day I just, I wasn't like, I was just in a funk and I couldn't think of what I wanted my kids to research. So in class, they got to class and I put them into groups and I just said, we're, we're gonna talk about taxidermy. Here's the definition of taxidermy. This is what taxidermy is. I want your group to come up with five questions that you have about taxidermy. So all the groups started writing questions. Let me tell you, my kids came up with way better questions than I think I would have on that day that I was like not feeling myself. Um, but then we just collectively went around the room and just shared our questions. And I, on the board, typed them up in a list. There was a few that, you know, were where kids came up similar but they had just they had just some great questions like a few of them was like who started taxidermy like like who was it um how and why did it originate what is taxidermy i did have a student that didn't know what it was so they that group felt like that's a great question because the student in their group didn't know what it was so we feel we should define it um what does a taxidermist do with all the vital organs was a question. Uh, how long does it take to mount uh, certain animals? What education is required? Uh, they were specific as well. Like, you know, where are their taxidermists located in North Dakota? Is there a place to get trained in North Dakota? Um, just some great, oh, I think one of my favorites was, um, how has taxidermy changed over the years? So do we approach taxidermy the same as when it started? Google when it started, you guys, you will be, I'm not gonna ruin it for you. I did not, I did not know this. Um, it started way before I ever thought it did. So there's that, um, it was really cool. So I, I simply just had them make research po posters about that. So they then answered all the questions that they had. Um, and they, they looked that up. Uh, so that was cool. And they had to put pictures on there. So they found pictures of taxidermy for like a solid 20 minutes. We went down a rabbit hole of like botched taxidermy projects. Those like, there's a lot of weird taxidermy out there too. So a side note, um, but there's like the talent that some people have. It, it's just amazing. I would say too, like, I think taxidermy is so interesting because like, I have a friend who worked at a taxidermy place in Arizona that like just sold like weird stuff. And it wasn't even like, I shot this. What's that? Like a jackalope. Well, yeah, but like, it wasn't even like, this is mine. It's like someone else. Like it wasn't like I brought it in and now make a tax, you know? Yeah. For me, no, it was random stuff. Like it's kind of becoming like home decor. Like 
unique like home decor right. I guess yeah no yeah. and and that's kind of the cool part about the history of taxidermy is when taxidermy started and now where it is today like there was a lot of influence on taxidermy when they started having like these big like contests these taxidermy contests and so they then started to push themselves to create taxidermy where the animal looked authentic and so it, it's really cool to see all like the old pictures of taxidermy and whatever so um we just did a little research project about that and I, I could have been a little more fun with that I think but whatever this is just how we did it then and I'm going to include the links thanks to William William walked me through all this um he had his kids then do research on hunting a specific animal what I chose to modify is I made had them make like a little pop-up and they had to print a picture of their animal and glue it so it looked like it was standing up I'll I'll share it's in there um I modified it from a interactive notebooks book that I have and I think I have pictures of them oh that could be a stretch on that one I'll have to dig anywho but um they made this little pop-up and in there that's when they included research about their their specific animals so let me let me back step here I have these animals from Amazon the same animals that Brianna mentioned and I just had them get in a certain order one day and they got to pick from the animals so all my kids got different animals except for the squirrels the package so you have found one with a bison I didn't have a bison um so I have a few kids that all have squirrels, but I made them choose a different species of squirrel. Um, I just wasn't in the mood to dig on Amazon any any longer. There was a chipmunk and I was just like, that's kind of, oh, and a hedgehog was in there. So now I have these two random stuffed animals we didn't use. So if I do this all the time, I'm gonna have a, I'm gonna have a lot of hedgehogs and chipmunks um, that I'll have to, I don't know, we'll figure out a way to use them. Like I own real hedgehogs, so we'll figure out a way. Anyway, so they made these little pop-ups to talk about their specific animals. So one girl had a fox. So she had to research, you know, hunting, hunting fox in North Dakota. Some kids couldn't research North Dakota. Cause like, for example, we don't have bears here. Thank thankfully. Um, we don't have a lot of bears here. So they had to pick other States though for that. And they just like looked up are there certain hours? Is there a certain, what's the legal weapon that could be used? You know, some, some game, it was wide open others. It wasn't, you know, is there like a daily limit? Is there a possession limit on how many you, you harvest all of that stuff. It was just designed to get them kind of acclimated to the animal that they're researching. Then we got into the taxidermy. So then I actually gave them their stuffed animal and was like, we are going to taxidermy these animals. Yes, they looked at me like I was crazy. So it's fine. It's normal. And I, William did his a little different. I'm going to share how I did mine and I'll share my worksheet I created. I just felt I needed a little more guidance for me and my kids. Um, William, if you know William, all of his, a lot of his lesson plans are in a note, like a journal, because he handwrites everything. Um, all of his cool ideas are in his journals. I think we joked one time, like if anything happened to William, he'd give me all his journals because that's literally where all his amazing ideas are. 
So that's on the record, William. If you forgot, I, I haven't. Um, but yeah, so we started with, they got a little story because I like to use stories for engagement about how they're excited to go um, hunt their trophy. I called it uh, trophy taxidermy. They were excited to hunt their, their trophy animal and they have all this this background knowledge about taxidermy. They have this background knowledge about hunting that animal. They had to draw a picture of their animal in their habitat. So that's where I think that maybe I should have done what you did, Brianna. So I'm excited to see your results. Then they had to write a story, just a brief story. You know, you go hunting and you always have a fun hunting story. So they had to have a hunting story about how they harvested their animal. Let me tell you, they were good. So I gave them their pop-ups back and they had to use some of the information from their pop-ups to tell their story. So one girl was like, um, you know, I could hear movement in the trees, but it wasn't quite hunting hours yet, you know, because her animal had a specific hunting hour time. Um, and they included like what what weapon they use, like, oh, I pulled back my bow strings. And so they they showcased how it could be harvested with a bow. It was just so fun. Um, so they they created their own story. So they read their story about how they they harvested their animal. Then I wanted them to learn about field dressing and, and William did field dressing with his kids too. And, but what I had mine do is I had them, I had them go online and research how their animal was field dressed and watch some videos. Um, and on their little, their little lab sheet, they then had to just write five things that they learned. And I told them that I didn't want them to write like the steps I wanted them to write what they learned. And some kids, keep in mind, had some background knowledge about um, field dressing. Others didn't. So like some kids wrote like, oh, a bear is very similar to field dressing a deer. Um, I learned that having someone to help you is beneficial. I learned that if you're by yourself, um, tying the legs back with a tree could be helpful. All these things. So they, they jotted down ways uh, or things that they learned when researching their field dressing. Then we actually field dressed their animals. So they took out all the stuffing from their animals. There's little bags of beads in there. They carefully cut those out. I gave them a Ziploc bag. They put all that in there. I let them keep the stuffing in their heads though, in the heads of the animals. So they, they got all that stuff out. Um, and we just used scissors um, and X-Acto knives for that. Uh, and then once they did that, they were given the scenario that they've now harvested and field dressed their, their animal and they really wanna get a mount. Now they know a, a local taxidermist that they've convinced that they're, the taxidermist is willing to have them come help do tax, you know, quote unquote taxidermy of their animal. So they're so excited to get to go learn. The taxidermist would like a sketch an example picture and a list of materials needed to create their taxidermy um, mount. So they went online, then found, found some example pictures, kind of what they wanted to use. They wrote down ways that they would change that picture, materials that they would need. And then they, they drew like what they wanted their final one to be. I signed off on that before they could create them because they physically created them. I told them, that not only were they creating this um, taxidermy mount with the taxidermist to learn taxidermy, they 
we're also putting this in a taxidermy show um, to try to win. And so um, I put some stipulations you'll see in the, the lab sheet, like the taxidermy show um, wants mounts that the animal looks um, like it is in the wild, habitat, you know, habitat pieces where the animal lives is also showcased in, in their, in their mount. So they had these like little things that they should follow when creating them. I also suggested to them, these are stuffed animals. So you got your little stuffed animal bear, your, your stuff around it should kind of look to scale, you know, um, <clears throat> to make it look legitimate. I was then gone and Mr. Dwayne Schmidt, who's uh, a retired ag teacher was my sub and he helped create these. Oh my gosh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna put some pictures in the folder. They are stinking cute. Like they did so good. There's a few more kids that have to turn theirs in next week. I, and I was very mindful. I made the due date a, a kind of far in advance because I wanted them because they were having so much fun. I didn't want to like squash their, um, their creativity. We're then going to take photos of all of the mounts and then we're going to actually have like a little taxidermy contest to see who is, whose mount is the best. Um, but I just some things like the raccoon, you know, was like climbing up this like lumber. Um, the kid that did the moose, um, he actually went outside at his house and like cut down some like um, pine tree needles. So he made it look like there's pine trees behind this moose, you know, represent some of their habitat. Um, one kid chose to do a deer and okay, the stuffed animal looks more like a reindeer. It's fine. We just, it's, it's fine, everybody. Um, but he like found this mount and he created like a fence where it looks like the wires broken off the top. He's jumping over a fence and there's a field, like a, a harvested field in the back. He really wanted to make like corn stalks in there. And I like begged him to, but he was like, he, when you see it, you'll see, he was just ready to like be done. Um, one kid hollowed out a log to make it look like this squirrel was coming out of its little house stinking cute. Oh, good. So yeah. they are so good, blown away by, by them. Some of these kids, they don't take much seriously, but they were like taking this seriously. They're so good. The bear yeah. one. I'm just going to stop you there just to say, tell everyone, you know, what type, like not type but what kind of kids are these and how old are they oh these are uh juniors and seniors um so this is junior senior level class most are seniors i teach mostly boys in this class i will tell you um most of them turned in their research project their poster late um but then when it came to this part of the project they were they were all hands on deck so um yeah they're they're so creative when it comes to this kind of stuff um, they're rock stars. I can't wait for you to look at the pictures. And it was fun because, and I didn't show them. William had sent me some of his kids' pictures too. I did not show them those. I didn't want my kids to be like, well, I'm going to do exactly what that kid did. William's pictures were equally as amazing. So cool. And I can't wait to see Brianna, what your kids uh, create with it as well. Um, but yeah, so I didn't show them anything. They literally looked at a picture of a real animal. Like, so the, the, the kid that had the black bear, 
Um, he looked at a black bear mount online and he replicated, he mimicked that picture. So good. Like, I, I think I'm creative. I don't think I would have made nearly as good as one ones as they did. So now once I guess to wrap all this up, I think once I get them all, we're going to post pictures in, in like the teacher's lounge. But then I also thought, and I don't know, I'm just spitballing here of having them actually go in like the gym and having a few classes come down and like walking through and looking at the mounts like they're judges and voting on like the best mount and the person who quote unquote helped the taxidermist mount this would then get get a chance to utilize all of their research like why did you choose the, the fox jumping up off of a log well fox are known for being a predatory animal and going after waterfowl. And so I made it look like it was jumping after prey. Okay, so that kid could then use that. So we might roll with that. The thing is, is my student teacher, Hannah Gress has to take over at some point. So we might not, we might not do that. I might save them and come back to it later. They'll, the kids will just roll their eyes at me for doing it, but it's fine. Um, if we don't do it, it's something that I wanted to share because um, I think I'll do it in the future. Um, but they could easily like record a video, do whatever too. But they eventually need to move into uh, fishing uh, lure building with Miss Gress. So I need to give them away to her Monday, <laughs> tomorrow, um, today, because uh, this is uh, dropping on Monday. So yeah, it was so good though. I'm so glad I did it. Um, so thanks again, William, for... Um, for sharing that. And for those of you listening, you know, look in the show notes for both of these resources. And if you do this project, we just please encourage you to tag us. Um, and so that way we can share, you know, um, the, you know, Brianna created the Habitat, Habitat Hunters, William created his taxidermy thing. We just want to give credit where credit is due. And it's not about like, it's not about recognition. It's just all about getting getting the chance to see like how your project that you created is impacting other classrooms. So please like tag us personally or tag uh, here by the all podcast so that way um, we can share that with William and continue to well, we'd love to see too like how you modify it you know because yeah for sure ideas from each other so like maybe you do a really cool thing with it and we want to do that in the future yeah. Uh, and as I, as I work through like my projects too, um, with my habitat hunters, as they get done and whatnot, I'll make sure I share pictures too, um, and put those in the show notes, like later on once they're done. Yeah. So, um, no, anything else, Brianna, for either of those projects? No, I don't think so. I'm just excited to do it. I think my kids are going to be yeah all for it. So like the, the text, everything for sure. Yeah, I one thing I should mention, you're going to need like sewing materials because then once they restuff their animals, you know, they got to sew them back up. But my kids actually wired some of the inside of their animals. So they just took someone donated a bunch of uh, wire clothes hangers to us, which is like gold in my department because I don't know, wire clothes hangers are just so versatile. Um, but they put the, they cut those and then that way they could, you know, this floppy stuffed animal could now have some, it's rigid and it could stand. And so they, I mean, 
they knocked it out of the park. I kid you not. But so, and they, it's just hot glue. Other than, I mean, hot glue and they stitched it together um, when they, when they, like where they, you know, quote unquote, field dressed it. So um, I'm calling it taxidermy. Is it real taxidermy? No, I understand that. There's some negative person online that was like, it's more like a diorama. Well, you know what? You're just crabby and I'm sad that you're crabby, but we're not because we think it's cool. So it's hard sometimes like to do actual, like it's not for everyone and everyone to afford everything and to be able to do it and whatnot. So I think anytime that you can find something that is similar to the real thing, quote unquote, and have some fun and it's like affordable too because sometimes some of that stuff just is you know we can't we can't do it all and we just can't and it's a start and maybe in the future I know somebody commented on my post I believe it's um Vey Jensen that does it like somebody was like oh he he does it real life like I want to if you're listening I want to watch your kids when you do this I gotta go look now Um, but if you do real taxidermy, that's fabulous. Hit us up. We would love to have you on the podcast to share, because I just think that's a cool thing. Um, yeah, I just, whenever you can have fun, like when I had these stuff, when I put stuffed animals out, they were like, what are we going to do with stuffed animals? You watch, you know? Right. And I think we did last year when I did a quote unquote taxidermy, I took them in the shop and they did just head mounts. So we cut their heads off and mounted them on. So they learned how to make a European mount, like a, the plaque for a European mount. So it was a little carpentry unit. Um, and then they got to use the laser engraver to engrave their little tag, like, um, you know, Nikki's biggest buck or, you know, something fun. So I did that two years ago, I should say. Um, if I find the resources for that, I can share that too. But it was just, that was something I just saw online and tried it just because my kids wanted to get out and do something. And I had a lot of kids very interested in like making the plaque, the wooden plaque for European mounts. So it, it got them the opportunity to, to learn those skills. So, yeah. And I just think too, like, would I love to say that I'm an expert in every single thing that I teach? Yes. But I think especially as a young ag teacher, a beginning ag teacher, maybe you're you're moving to a new program. I'm teaching wildlife for the first time this year. I'm not a wildlife expert. Yeah. So being able to incorporate some of this stuff, I think it's more fun to get to do that stuff than it is to, okay, here's a slideshow of, you know, our PowerPoint of taxidermy. Right. Now we're moving to the next thing. And it's about creating experience. Like I was just talking with Hannah Wedger and Sarah Nurswick on their podcast today about it's it's about that experience, you know, um, and it's fun and it and you just get to celebrate some kids' strengths that don't get celebrated, you know. Some kids really didn't do very good on the po- the first poster assignment. Why it's not their thing, but they, for them, when it got to the taxidermy thing, they like blew it out of the water because that's just their thing. So. If you'd rather like do real taxidermy, that's, that's cool too. Um, it was Vey Jensen from Wyoming. Um, he does real taxidermy. Vey, please hook us up um, with the T on real taxidermy. Um, or if any of you have done it, we'd love to have you. I think in the future too, I want to get, <clears throat> I want to have somebody, a taxidermist, you know, video in 
um, or maybe we can go um, uh, and, and see their facility. And I, I just think what a cool way to do something fun and lead it into a career. So um, this was our first, our first shot. And this is only my second time teaching wildlife uh, and natural resources. So it's, I don't know, it's all about just trying it and modifying and, and making it fun. And um, it was just a cool thing for my sub to do with my kids too, while I was, while I was at training. And I don't know, just, it just was good. It was a real teacher win last week. So um, yeah, check out that stuff. Uh, and if you have questions, please reach out to us. Do you have anything, Brianna? I was just gonna pull up again, Cheyenne Valley career and technical. Wait, what was it again? Cheyenne Valley area. Oh, area career and tech technology center. That's William. Check them out. Yeah. On that page, it's like their whole tech center. So they post yeah. things that you know, construction tech program is doing as well, but there is a lot from William and a lot of really awesome mm -hmm. ideas that he comes up with. Oh, William, you're just our fave. Um, yeah, so check that out. Um, please, when you do this, these projects, share with us, um, send us some pictures, tag us, whether that's now or in a year or five years or whatever. Um, we, we just love to see the progress um, and just how a project changes. That's what it's all about. So, and uh, yeah, so like Here by the Owl podcast on Facebook and Instagram. And if you, you know, if you have something sparked you in this episode where you're like, I do something really cool that fits in wildlife and natural resources, message us. We'd love to have you on um, and any topic. So if you have a future topic idea or you just have something that you just think is the bee's knees and you want to share, we want, we want to help you share and we want to brag about you. So uh, just reach out to Here by the Owl podcast or one of us personally, and we'll get you hooked up. Um, don't be like, oh, I know nothing about podcasting. Either do we. So it's, you're in good company. Um, we just want to have you on and have, have you help us inspire um, ag teachers across the nation because that's what it's all about. So like Here by the Owl podcast on Facebook and Instagram, if you know this episode would help somebody uh, or you want to help you know, uh, inspire somebody else, share it so uh, they have access to this. And uh, we thank everybody for being here listening.